everyone, and welcome to another fun-filled episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. And thank you so much for tuning in, and thank you for understanding that a bitch gotta work sometimes. And most importantly, thank you for being a friend. Oh, yeah. Thank you for being a friend. Oh, travel around the world and back again. So we started from the bottom, and we're here now. Like that. If you never saw the black remix to, or the gospel slash black remix to Golden Girls on YouTube, please go check it out. That is absolutely my favorite video on the entire internet. Yes. I want, if if anyone thinks of that video, <laughs> they need to think about us. Yep. And Kiki. Yep. Period. <laughs> How was your week? My week was, oh, it's still going. It's still dope. It's still dope. Oh my God. My day was very dope. <laughs> um, you, just, you just came from vacation. I came from vacation, but you know when you come from vacation, the bull should be right there back in Philly waiting for you. Yeah. It's like, as soon as you go on vacation and you enjoy yourself, you know the more I enjoy myself, the more bullshit Wait. I'm going to have to enjoy oh, when I come back. Oh, yeah. We've recorded literally the day I came back. Because I was like, I haven't had time for my... Because, like, literally, I don't know if I said this on the last episode, but as soon as I got off the airport, I started breaking out in heat bumps. <laughs> Yes, yeah, terrible. That was, and I'm like, here comes the bullshit. Soon as I got home, I got into like an argument, <laughs> and I was like, yo, can I just get to the fucking city? <laughs> so that was trash. Um, everything's <laughs> just been a little bit trashy, but guess what? By the time you listen to this tomorrow, it'll be my birthday. So Do that's you an instant know what fix. Today is it's your anniversary. Yep. Because I'm right, Carrie Cole birthdays. Yep, it's the anniversary of my life. So I'll be 27 tomorrow, which is cool because I feel like the later end of my 20s have been going really slow, which That's I've crazy. Needed. I've been 27 for so All long. Right. It's not, no, it's not. It's, I'm exhausted. I'm like tired of it. You're so dramatic. It has not been that long. It's been since April. Yeah, that feel long. Sabria, so what have you, what has 27, what's been exhausting about it? You know it? what? I feel like I've been 27 for two years. That's what it is. But I don't that's, know why. that's really great, though, that the later end of your 20s don't feel like the first end because the first end flew the fuck by. I feel like they're 21, 22, and 23 was like one year. Then I feel like 24 and 25 were just half years. And then 26, I sat on that for a long time i feel like i've been 25 and 26 for a long time and i heard that like thank god the later end of your 20s the more fun part at least for me is slower so you are dramatic i've been 27 for so long it feels so long i feel Child, like please. i know my birth- i feel like my birthday was in january but oh my god i feel like we were just going out clacking around the city for your birthday oh, i almost for if it wasn't for pictures i would have forgot what i did for my birthday and it's not like I didn't have fun. It's just like sometimes I just like be forgetting. Welcome to Sabria. Sometimes I just be forgetting. I do. You comfortable as hell. Balling your feet up, everything. All right. Um, so this week, let's get into our fave four, shall yes. we? Fave four songs to play when we are upset. So that's mad, angry, sad, just when the blood pressure is up. Like what song do you play to calm yourself down? I picked all songs I listen to when I'm mad. Okay. So the first one is an iconic song. It's Headstrong by Trap. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I thought you said Headsprung. I'm like, oh, Cool J? <laughs> that is oh, not a good song. Um, so, yeah, Headstrong by Trap, um, which is like an iconic song that they use in like every fighting sequence. 
Like, have you heard it, Iman? How it go? It's like, headstrong, I'll take you on. Headstrong. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That is good. Literally every that's the That's the song they play. Like, after, like, at first, the beginning of the song, you could barely run one mile. And then by the end of the song, like, you're running up, like, steps, like, fighting in the air, drinking, like, a, a shake made of just raw eggs. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that's like what you play when you like were getting bullied at first, and now you like ready to f- defeat the bully in the final match. So yeah, that's that's all, a good ass song. It's always that's very uh, iconic. Another one, uh, um, a little underground. Um, <laughs> shocking, serious choices underground and unknown. Well, people, if you know, you know. Yeah, but you still, you might be putting somebody on. So this is like I when MySpace came out, I was like obsessed with like this musical genre called grindcore <laughs> literally you do not know what they're saying it literally somebody said it sounds like somebody is like putting a fork down a garbage disposal and it kind of does but i like it that sounds um, terrible and the song that i like to listen to is called um let's play find the dead body by we came with broken teeth <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, what are you looking like that for? <laughs> he is confusion. Yeah, so that's the song that I love to play because it's just like. like that's I feel I like I've heard that before. You probably have in your nightmares. I was say, I think that's a song that I play like right in the dream where you get shot. <laughs> so another one is a classic um, is Black Flag, Beat My Head Against the Wall. That I was listening to that a lot when I was thinking about having to network with normies. It was so <laughs> fucking annoying. Like, I literally felt like Having that. to network with normies. Fucking <laughs> beating my head against the fucking wall. Wow. Um, yeah, that's a song I like to play when mm-hmm. I'm, like, annoyed. Also, the last song, 21 Savage, Savage Mode. That's literally the first. If I'm mad, somebody hurt my feelings. <laughs> That's the first song that's you going on. Period. Because that's how I feel. I'm like, I got a channel, 21 Savage. That's a good one. There we go. I like that. All right. So for me, the first song is going to be Shake It Off by Mariah Carey. Because Mariah Carey tell you to shake it off. Shake that shit off. You got to shake that shit off. Like, I feel like the way Mariah Carey put her sunglasses on, that means it's over. Like, and like, you just move on. You got to shake it off, especially during the breakdown, which is like, I just got to shake it off. If by that point in the song, you still feeling, like, upset, you just put it back on again. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, it's going to be Fighter by Christina Aguilera. I don't know why this song rattles me so much. <laughs> Made my skin a little bit thicker. I'm Thanks like, for yeah. making me a fighter. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Especially at the end again when she's like dun 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 When does she not do that? Yeah, again, when does she not do that? But she fucked that song up and she was in a fighting uh boxing match and she's like, When I thought I knew you I'm like, Yes, girl. She really could sing her ass off. She can sing her ass off and could sing since she was a child. Wow, a prodigy. Um next is So Good by Destiny Child. Like, just how that's they start the one. song off. Like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing mighty fine. But that's only a question that you ask somebody when you know you about to flex on them. Hey, how you doing? Oh, me? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Thank you for asking. By the way, <laughs> did you realize that, like, I'm successful and you aren't? So, like, I, I just really, really like that. 
She says, stop smiling at me. Get that look off your face. Please don't even front. Stop being so fake. I know you do not like me. You made it really clear. You always talk about me from what I hear. <laughs> the like, thing wow. that killed me is when Beyonce was like, and I'm doing so good, so good. <laughs> I'm like, like, I'm doing so, 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 so. I'm doing so, so, so. That's when you're doing good as shit. I would be scared to sing so good about how, like, saying about how good I'm doing. I know something going to get fucked up if yeah, I keep like, singing like chill, this. chill, bro. But no, what did she say that I thought was fine? Like, <laughs> no, she said, like, that I'll never make it out the hood. I'm like, Beyonce, you never <laughs> lived in the hood, B. You never no, lived in the hood. No, was it her or with Kelly that said that? Maybe. I, I, I think believe it was Kelly. Okay. 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 I, I, but but Kelly even, said, still, did she Kelly live in the hood? No. <laughs> None of them bitches did. She said, I'll never make it out the hood. Or wasn't it that you that said? <laughs> What's the, the whole song they like just repeat what you said last year that's all I want you to say me to all, all the black girl brunch people that ignored sponsorship requests I'm like well wasn't it that you said but <laughs> that our target demographic didn't fit your audience <laughs> did it um I mean wasn't that song to Farrah <laughs> sorry I don't know probably I just thought it was to all the hating ass bitches from home I'm doing so so <laughs> She said, so good, 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 good. <laughs> I'm doing so, 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 so. <laughs> I'm doing so, 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 so. <laughs> she said, I'm. <laughs> she said, good, 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 good. Like, okay, so good, so She said, I'm glad to take it. I sound so good. <laughs> okay, last one. Just fine. Mary J. Blige. Sure. I used to be listening to that shit at the bus stop, cold as shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, let it go. Go like, look this thing, go look it. <laughs> cold as shit at the bus stop listening to Mary <laughs> Blige. I like when I see what I'm looking at me when I'm walking past the mirror. She's like, what are you? She's like, don't worry about you, but you gotta do with my lady, so I'm gonna stay classy. What? <laughs> So wait, did she say that shit? She said, "Don't wait." I think she said, "Don't so, worry about you or what you got to do." I'm a lady, so I must stay classy. I think she said it too, because that's what I heard too. <laughs> Just fine. Is that do, 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 do. at the end? Oh my god, no! Said? Wait, let's see. So I like when I see when I'm looking at me when I'm looking past the mirror. No stress through the night at a time in my life. Ain't worry about if you feel it. Got my head on straight. Okay, wait. Now I think the second verse she said. Yeah. Hold on. So you have to read the whole. Ain't worry about you and what you're going to do. I'm a lady, so I must stay classy. Wow, I actually got a lyric right for the first time. I'm like, ain't worry about you and what you're going to do. I'm a lady, so I must stay grassy. <laughs> That's really how I be hearing songs. Really you <laughs> Confidently fucking up songs. But yeah, that's my fave for her. <laughs> I'm doing so, 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 so. Good, 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 good. That's a shame. Like, you can sing your songs. My stuff is no way that I was going to beat that. <laughs> you are death in the night and a death in night in and it's over. <laughs> that's how all your favorite songs go. <laughs> I'm crying through the day and night is death and demons. <laughs> How all Sabrina's songs sound. <laughs> <laughs> like when I was a little boy, my mama was the devil. I said to my mama, how about you go to hell? 
Oh my god. I'm like artistic. <laughs> Stop because I'm going shit on myself. Oh. How <laughs> dare. Okay. So Oh my god. So all right, on a serious note, it's time to toast for a sis slash pray for a sis. We have to toast and say rest in peace to the legendary um Tony Morrison. Like yes. how? How do you even like say thank you to somebody? I know she really had niggas out here reading. Yeah, Nobel Peace Prize, just educated, has given us so much. And honestly, I think we take for granted like just. I just thought that she was a lot younger than what she was. She was eighty eight, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just like yo, we really gotta just really, really appreciate our legends. Um, I'm so happy that she was one of the artists who actually received her flowers while she was alive. Yeah. You know, being a Nobel Peace Prize winner, being one of Oprah's favorites. So just shouts to her, and also just inspiring other, uh, especially Black women writers, to just tell their stories. Like I've been seeing so many people talk about how much she has just inspired them to write and how it's just so important to get our stories out there because it's true. It's nothing. Nobody can write black stories on um, black women's stories about black womanhood other than us. Gee. Not a single fucking person. No. So just, you know, big thank you to her for giving us that. Big thanks. All right, now it's time to move on into the tea. We're going to start with um, Onika. Onika Mirage. So, Onika has filed her marriage license. Like, did you hear? Not you. According to TMZ, she has um, published. um, Okay, so according to a report TMZ published on Tuesday, the couple reportedly secured a marriage license at the Beverly Hills Courthouse in Beverly Hills, California. This was last Monday. Witnesses say they saw Nikki and her boyfriend at the marriage license. What is it? Beru. Bayou. Beru. Like the FBI is the... What's that word? Beru? I can't say it. Oh, my God. Beru. Is it Beru? Yeah. Okay. They they just take this word out. <laughs> Keep the up. license window. Really get in the paperwork. <laughs> I'm about to have a conniption. Get in the paperwork needed to officially get married. So, I think Nikki is ready to have a baby. Like she's ready to be Duh. married and have baby because she already said she's not having a baby without being married. Which I get it, but like, isn't it counterproductive when you rush the marriage just to have a baby? Yeah. And for that to that nigga. I just don't like him. Like, and it's true, I haven't given him given him a chance. Don't. But I just don't like his record. Like, like somebody <laughs> said, he we're fucking Armani Exchange. Ah, woo child. That's just oh. I mean, while that sucks, something good for Nicki Minaj and Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah. Hot girl summer dropping the day after my birthday. That's my gift. Um, <laughs> So it'll be August True. 9th. Uh, Megan Thee Stallion has a. F- she first was supposed to drop it on August 1st. And she's like, hey, like, actually, guys, it's going to be so much more worth it if you wait. And she was not the fuck wrong. I can't wait to hear I just wish Child Dollar Times wasn't on it. I was just about to say. No that. boys allowed! Like, I'm going to do my hot girl summer. <laughs> hot girl summer. It's like, all right, Ty Dollar Signs. It's not that I hate you. It's called Hot Girl Summer. Why? Maybe he wants some DJ Khaled shit. This is for the hot girls. For the hot girls. This is hot girl summertime. I will kill myself. I'm not joking. Take them off. If you a bad bitch. Take them off the fucking track. 
summer, summertime. But like, I also I'll fucking feel, do it. Maybe. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> maybe it's like a DJ Khaled situation where he like produced it or did something. No, I heard that nigga voice on it <laughs> for the clip. Uh, uh, summer. Don't nobody feel like fucking seeing his beady eyes on the track. <laughs> When you say somebody got beady eyes, it's just it's way funnier because I know you fucking feel it. Like you hate their eyes. Like his eyes is just so light, you know? Yeah. And my Sebastian voice, they translucent. Yeah. He just like he just so like everything's off and strange. Yeah. Like he got like such his his demeanor, I don't trust it. Nothing goes together. No. The, the locks, the eyes, the face, the voice. It all looks different. And also, I thought him and Party Next Door and Travis Scott was, was the, the same, same person. person for, like, three years. And obviously, Travis Scott and him. But Party Next Door, who's that? That's the guy who is um, Drake's assistant. Okay, but that's the one that Kalani was dating? Um, I want to say... Mm-hmm. All right, I got to find out what this nigga look like. Because I probably thought he was 21 Savage, too. <laughs> You can never know what party next door look like because he always got a white woman in front of him. One song, nine like this. But seriously, no, seriously, party next door oh, and Ty Dolla Sign. Wait, Ty Dolla Sign was no. Who that on that song? It was Ty Dolla Sign. He said, "I've been way too good for you. You t- take me for granted." I could have definitely did without he him. He definitely wasn't trying. I could have got on the track and did it. <laughs> He said, I've been way too good for you. You take me for granted. Like, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I fucked him. I want to hear the song regardless. I don't care if CeeLo want to track. Like, <laughs> no, I would care. That's my hot girl song. CeeLo <laughs> is my mortal Get enemy. Hot girl summer. <laughs> uh, I feel like his hands on me right now. Like, <laughs> Let me touch your booty. <laughs> Let me lick that booty. Hot girls, huh? Let me lick that hot girls. <laughs> he feel like somebody that just you be standing up. You like what is that wet on my toes? And he's just like licking your feet. <laughs> you like ill? What's this in my underwear? He like mm. you like CeeLo, Get the fuck out of here! I already told you that. Stop climbing in my underwear. You like it's just so hard. <laughs> you like let me get that meat. <laughs> <laughs> Under that bow with a chimney. <laughs> <laughs> and I just got on the I love me some Megan. I'm like, no. And she seemed like somebody so nice that she was like, go see love. Go see that. He started pop like us. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to fuck you and crazy was my shit. That shit annoyed me. You know why? Because I went to White college people. and they was like, with the girl I know, and I'm like, I'm a, and if I forget, I used to be jogging to that shit. Like, I'm the one of the and they used to point at me. They'd be like, "Sorry, finish it off." I was like, "I will fucking kill myself right in, the, right in this fucking solarium." All right, but you ain't like crazy. No, I hate it. I remember when. <laughs> I remember. I remember when I lost my. Yeah, me too. And I lost my fucking mind when He's I heard like, it. Ha ha ha! Bless your soul. Every time I used to come on Fuse, I used to turn. I didn't appreciate it as a child. I still don't appreciate but it. But as I grew up, fuck CeeLo. Fuck CeeLo, because I heard he a creep. But yeah, no shit. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> 
You hated CeeLo the most. That's the one, one of the first facts I learned about you is that you hate CeeLo. I need and it. it's so funny because somebody like CeeLo would go crazy if they met and you. And it's funny because. They'd be, hey, mama. And I would, pistol, <laughs> I would pistol with the shit out of him. Like, hey, mama, let me talk to you for I a would second. beat the bricks off of that nigga. <laughs> She'll be like, come on, sit on my lap. No. i show you I'd be like, sit on this fucking Glock. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> he like, you promise you'll shoot? <laughs> yup. He, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Freak ass. <laughs> but, uh, all right. <laughs> it is going way too far because I feel like, never mind. <laughs> so euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> Euphoria. Mm-hmm. Uh, season finale. How'd you feel? I was just mad because I wanted so when it ended like that. I was like, "Fuck!" I'm like a musical number. I ain't gonna lie, shit was popping. It did slap. Like Zadea is so talented. <laughs> she yeah, is. phenomenal actress, dancer, and singer. The way yeah, she be moving her body, it's just everything. The thing that creeps me out the most about her as Rue is like, I'm like, damn, that's how I be looking. Because <laughs> I be. A fucking wreck. <laughs> Man. What creeped me out so much about her and Rue is that I see no distinction between her and Zendaya right now. Because the way she acts, I feel like it's so relatable. Yeah, I'm like, how do you know to act like that? And I also love that like a person who's struggling with addiction is given the lead role as much as I love that Issa Rae cheated on, like, a Lawrence. Like, I just really love that, like, black women are getting these roles where we're not perfect and we and people still learn to empathize and yeah. love the character. I've always wanted, I've always dreamt of seeing black women in those type of roles. Yeah, because that's so relatable. Like, when we get these uh, roles where we're either A, the sidekick, or B, the perfect, perfect person, a lot of times not all of us can identify with it yeah so it's like nice to just see some imperfect like women you're right because that's why i grew up i'm like oh angelina jolie and girl interrupted queen because it was was never like any black girls like that and black women like that exist they do they really really do and that's like um one of my favorite things but let's just talk about like where all the characters ended real quick so rue tried drugs again yeah does that really happen i'm like maybe it didn't I think it did. I think it did, too. We had a rough-ass night. I, but, like, it was rough, but was it that rough? When you had bipolar? And struggle with addiction, I guess it could be. Yeah. And also, we found out that that hoodie she's wearing is her dad's. It, oh, yeah. That was powerful for me. Because I was like, why is she always wearing a hoodie that looked like it smelled like burgers? <laughs> that hoodie looked like it smelled like a Whopper. <laughs> Smelly ass hoodie. You skinny. You don't gotta dress like that. Who's our dad? I know. I felt like shit. Yeah, you should. You should feel like shit now. (laughs) The fuck is wrong with you, bro? All right. I felt terrible when she like sniffed it. I was like, ooh. Okay, I get it now. Cause me, I'm like, oh, she looks so cool in it. You burgers. (laughs) Like she's like a Big Mac. If I see when I see people with stuff that's way too big for them, I'm like, ew, it stinks. <laughs> what? Why would you think that? I just see thinking shit stink when it's too big. Cause I'm like, it's not yours. <laughs> it's not yours, which means you found it. <laughs> Yo, shut the fuck up. <laughs> anyway, 
I'm happy I found out why. Yeah, you know? I'm happy you did too. Because I didn't even think like that. I just was like, that's her swag. You, burgers. <laughs> she looks dirty sometimes, Rue. She do. Yeah, and that's why I look like she smells like burgers. Especially with that hoodie on. <laughs> you act like you never thought that. <laughs> I didn't think that. I literally did not think when that. When somebody look dirty and sweaty, you don't think that they smell like a food. I didn't think that about Rue. <laughs> oh. Anytime, I don't care who you are. If you look dirty, I'm like, you probably smell like a breakfast platter. <laughs> anyway, um, we found out that <laughs> it was sentimental. Um, we found yes, out it was sentimental. Um, I think that Rue's mom is going to get her cheeks clapped by Jules' dad. She loved white men. Yeah, hey, she said, that's my tight, nigga. That's my tight. I'm like, can you, can you come on with something else? <laughs> no, seriously, sis. I'm just saying, like, you in the suburbs, but damn. She's a ha 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 She never, she, she's like a nigger. What's that? Yeah, it's like, but you, but I'm sorry, like, the black women who love white dick the most be having the most natural hair. They do. The ones who be having that two strand goddess twist around their head, they be getting their black back longer. <laughs> She's a ha <laughs> um, Jules irked the fuck out of she, me. Jules is getting on my nerves. She's like, come on, we should just love. Like, we should just be, like, free. She's like, you have to meet her. She's so amazing. I'm like, just because she fucking drugged you and fucked you don't mean she's amazing. And you're too young. Yeah. That's what gets on my nerves about Jules. It's like, I know she has to grow up a little bit faster because of all that she's went through. But, like, her dad, an attempt to, like, make her feel like she is, you know, an average girl, he gives her too much fucking freedom. Yeah. And she needs to rail her skinny ass back in. Yeah. And I'm just tired of her always, like... <laughs> Everything's beautiful. Right, Ru? I'll never leave you. Why don't you kiss me? I'm like, sit the fuck down. Enjoy prom. Like, stop. Stop it, Jules. Like, just stop. I'm just so in love right now. I'm like, I just, do. I'm like, Ru is just being strung along. Like, do you love her? Yes. Do you love me too? Yes. I might, I'd have punched you right in your fucking Also, face. how do you love her? You only was with her one night. She's just cool. Like, that, somebody can be cool without you fall, being fascinated. Also, what Nate and his pencil mouth ass said about um, uh, Rue, he's like, not too many people are going to make it out of this town. But, you know, Jules is, and she'll leave you behind. Yeah, that was so... That really hit. That struck a chord. Once again, great nonverbal acting by Zendaya because I felt her irritation yeah, me and too. I could feel that that really hit home for her. That was so he and the thing is like what irks me about Nate is he know everybody insecurities. He is truly manipulative, yeah. and like part of me is like, what the fuck, dude? And then part of me is just like, because I love a good like villain. <laughs> He is definitely sassy. He's a, he's shady as hell. He's so fucking evil. And then his perverted father. Whoa. That scene, though, where he was, like, flipping out and his dad... That freaked me the was fuck trying out. To, <laughs> his dad was trying to hold him and he started banging his head. Whoa! <laughs> his dad said, fuck this. And he left. He said, okay. I didn't. Okay. Okay. I was cracking up because that's some shit I would do. I would try to stop somebody, and then once you start hurting yourself to hurt me, we gotta. Go, I gotta stop. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm not. I got to get off of you. You crazy as shit. And I didn't think it was going to escalate to this. He's like, get off me, you you F word. And I'm like, I knew that was coming. As soon as he punched me down, I was like, here it goes. Oh, here it goes. <laughs> he, he said, get ready. Get, what did they say on Keenan Kel? Get ready. Get set. That was all oh, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said Keenan Kel. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, really. But yeah, I was just like, this is crazy. I was. That was my favorite scene. That was so scary. It was scary, but it was so good. Such good acting. It was. This he, is his first time, acting role, I believe. That's what I heard. Wow. So I'm like, wow. Like, he fucking lost it. And also just speaking to the fact when he started crying. I'm like, Nate is, as much as I hate him, he's disturbed. He he's is. He's disturbed. And it's his father's fault. It's his father's fault. And this is what happens when you can't be yourself and you try to produce a family. You just make them have to fall in line to all those rules. Um, oh, I see. Was this his first? Um, yeah. Like, he's at least for, first, like, uh, U.S. Uh, cinema because he just hit the scene. Everybody's like, who the hell is this finest guy? Um, also, and, him and Maddie. Um, I fucking love Maddie. Me too. And she's like, you're not your real self. Yeah. Can't be together. You know you're no good for me, right? I was cracking the fuck up at her face when she saw that DVD. <laughs> she was like, I wonder what she's going to do with that My shit. My thing is, Maddie is such... Again, I think this is like a great... Um, this this show speaks to this generation. Like, Maddie founds out that her man has pictures of dicks on his phone. Does she tell? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, Does Australian. She, yeah. Does she break up with him? No. She goes, sexuality is a spectrum, you know? It's like, honestly, that is what dating a lot of us is like. It's like, yeah. listen, I'm not mad at you if you are gay. It's just like, can you talk to me? Like, yeah. are you experimenting? Are you, like, not sure right now? Like, where do, where do I fall in here? He's 22. Wow. He don't look 22 at all. Wow. Got to delete some of the things I was thinking. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, um... Yeah, I, I just love Maddie, and I love Casey's character. Or is it Cassie? Cass, no, sorry. Cass Cassie is from Skins. Her name is... No, her name Cassie. is... Cassie. Cassie. Sorry. Okay, yeah. Cassie. Cassie. That name. scene of her getting the abortion, again, something I think we all needed to see. Yeah, because that was just like... I'm like, at first I was like, oh, damn, they let you wear headphones? Ugh. That was my first thought. That actress can cry her ass off. I'll tell you she that. She can. Every episode she has had to cry, and each time I'm like, She wow. delivered... She delivered. So, sidebar. But, so you remember Knocked Up, right? You saw Knocked yeah. Up. Remember the little girls in Knocked Up? Uh-huh. And the one that was, like, oh, like very talkative? I think so. That is Lexi. Really? I love Her Lexi. Her dad is a Judd Apatow, the one who did Superbad. And oh, all my God. Her, her name is Maude Apatow. That's his daughter. She's, That's like, older wild. now. Yeah. I love Lexi. Now I'm proud of her. Mom, her mom is um, Leslie Mann, who was in... I know that name. Yeah, who was knocked up, who was, like, the mom, who was, like... Um, she just cursed a lot. Oh, she okay. She the one who was a love interest in Georgia the Jungle. That's how I always remember her. Um, I think so. Or she, she was in. Um, oh yes, this is one of my favorite white actresses. <laughs> yes, Leslie Mann. I'm Lexi. Oh shit. That's yo. She got the coolest mom on earth, right? Isn't that crazy? That's wild. This is one of my little favorite white women's on women on earth. Yep, me too. I love All her. because she was the woman in Georgia the Jungle when I was a kid. But um, 
Yeah, I'm problematic white queen. Let's let's keep it that way. Cat, she won. Excuse me, she did. But I hope she stopped fucking with that internet shit. Me that too. Cause me. What, but the guy, like, they never addressed it. The faceless guy. Yeah. They like, never suggest. They never talked about. It's that. Like, I want to know. Like, will that come up in the second season? Will she be exposed again? Like, you know. Um, but yeah, I hope she stops. Uh, doing that um and also like for me who is like was a bigger girl in high school and who like nerdy boys that was very satisfying to me to i didn't see that. it was satisfying to see but i did not like that whole thing about her saying we dated and he just acted like he didn't oh no that's a different boy though really that that's not the same boy oh shit that's not the same boy. really yeah, yeah they gotta the start making these white boys look different <laughs> Yeah, that's not the same boy. Okay, I was really confused by that. I'm like, why would you forgive him after that bullshit? No, it's not. It's a different boy. That guy was the one who's trying to fuck Cassie. Yeah. That she turned. You you know you know understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I get. I yeah, get that's it. the guy I who tried to fuck, it. and then Cat fucked him, uh, and then Cat was like, "Remember when we dated?" And he's like, "No." Yeah, he was an asshole. Yeah, he man. was an asshole. Fucking hate that guy. All right, well, yeah. But he said that her was so fucking yeah. mean. And he's like, oh, you're crying. <laughs> That's when I was like, damn. They really be hitting hard in this show. But um, yeah, I'm I'm it was a good that was a good first season. When is that shit coming? Yeah, Dang. like that's corny. That like, all right, right at the Game of Thrones, Euphoria came, and now Euphoria is gone, and I don't have any other Sunday. I mean, I know I'm going to start Big Little Lies, but yeah. it would have been bomb if Insecure started immediately after. Yeah. But no, they're <laughs> they're in the writers' room right now. Oh, though, we still have posts too. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, I'm, well, I'm, I gotta catch up on posts. Well, I, have so two, I, I shouldn't be. I'm two episodes behind. I have. I gotta catch up on a whole entire second season. The first season. I forgot. I think it's like, it might be like six episodes now. Because it's an episode tonight, and then it was an episode last Wednesday that I missed. Man, the first season really broke me. So, it broke me and then lifted me right back up. So, I'm excited for and this, season And this season is taking place in the 90s. Oh, yes. I said, oh, yes. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. Um. So, wait. It's like a, it's a, never mind. I don't want to talk about it because it's going to ruin something that I should. I sh, I don't. I'm not even supposed to know. So what you mean about a show? About posts, yeah. Oh, so, all right now. Yeah. Oh, I probably already know. You do. Oh, but I, I don't know. want to talk about it because I don't want to know sure. and make my mom wonder. But um, okay, so we're gonna finish like on um, our tea time off with like a super fucking funny like story that we found about this. Uh, <laughs> so there's it's this Brazilian like gang leader, right? <laughs> Uh, his 19-year-old daughter came to visit him, and he's really short. Like, as a matter of fact, his nickname, his street name is Shorty. And when his daughter came to visit him, he tried to leave their prison impersonating her. So he put on her clothes <laughs> and tried to escape. This is his second and failed. And he wore a mask and a wig. He wore a mask, a wig, white flip-flops, jeans, a pink shirt, everything <laughs> to try to look like but his... He was dressed like Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> the cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Like the way the cartoon is dressed, that's how he dressed. And what fucked me up is the guard said that like his his cover was blown when he tried to talk like a girl. Like, imagine a girl that's been like, excuse me, can you come here? <laughs> he probably was like, remember on the Powerpuff Girls when those yeah. guys, like, had his outfits on? Yes. He probably said, um, excuse me, can I, like, like, <laughs> first of all, I wouldn't have talked at all. I'd have been like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
But the mask look weird as hell. It looks so frightening. <laughs> that was just, oh my God. Please, guys, look up this story. Brazilian gang leader tries. <laughs> Brazilian gang leader tries to uh, leave prison as dressed as his daughter. Shit is hilarious. And I have to show you. It's this. It's this. Um, this group called Apex Twins, and it's this song called "Come to Daddy." And like, in the video, this guy has like this really scary mask on with like a bikini, and it kind of reminded me of that. I gotta show you. Yes, like he. I mean, nice try. Definitely a for creativity, but. He had been better off doing that Ted Bundy shit where he just lost a lot of weight and slid out, like, the windows. That was what... Speaking of Ted Bundy, I coincidentally went to where Ted Bundy used to live, and me and Ryan didn't know until oh Ryan told me. Um, it's called The Avenues in Utah, and it's, like, high up, and it's, like, where the rich people are, and mm-hmm. they, like... It's, like, basically up... I want to say, correct me if I'm wrong, it's, like, up on the mountains, and they're, like, looking down... Like on the city. Wow. And we went up there and Ted Bundy lived up there. Of course he did. So psychopath. I don't yeah. understand why they're giving Ted Bundy yet another um documentary on ID channel. Um it's I'm like okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, all right, they gave it to Ted Bundy mixtape. And I'm not gonna lie, that was really, really interesting. I didn't watch that. That was good because that was less about him. It gave the victims a voice. Uh it gave uh, the journalist who and the therapist who pulled the information out of him a voice. And their methods, they were just talking about how in order to get Ted Bundy to talk about his crimes. He talked in third person. He had to get him talking third person. And that was great because it was like these unreleased tapes. So, okay, I understand that. Then Zach Efron played him in his autobiography. That was whack to me. I, I really like, I thought Zach Efron did a great job. He did, but it's just like but the story also, as a whole. It also, it didn't show none of the craziness. Like, they didn't show him actually being violent, which I thought was a little respectful to the victims because you don't want to just keep doing that, seeing that over and over again. Like, it's just terrible. Did he, ha- he didn't have any kids of his own, right? Mm-mm. He just had this. Wait, yes, he ended up having a child while he was in jail. Okay, because some, um, like, it was some weird rumor, I guess, going on that this girl was pretending to be his uh, granddaughter on TikTok. <laughs> I mean, at this <laughs> point... The child was born in the 70s, so she could have a child, which would be his grandchild. So it could be. I mean, I do doubt that that's the truth, but it's not completely crazy. True. But um, yeah. Now ID got a now ID got another Ted. But I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how? Why do we need to keep covering this? Tell some new stories. Oh, so there's plenty of murder. But that's crazy. What? What? This is where I said crazy as shit. What the fuck? What did you read? Hold up. Let me get this headline together. Okay, so I'll continue to talk. Yeah, this shit um, weird, bro. So in the meantime, let's talk about breakups and break-ins. So apparently Diddy and Lori Harvey may or may not be a thing yet. Who knows? I just feel like he need to take his old ass somewhere and date somebody his age. But on the other end, I feel like Lori Harvey, why not just finesse this man? Yeah. Or how about this? They could just be hanging out, which is still inappropriate, but not illegal. Exactly. Sorry, so this is what I read. Okay. It says... So, you know, Blondie, the singer. The old white woman? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Debbie Harry. Yes. She reveals that she was raped at knife point and accepted a ride from Ted Bundy. That's terrible. That's, like, 
so scary. That is terrible. This nigga was everywhere. He was every. When I found out he was in like Nebraska, then he was in like Florida. That's when I was like, oh, it said she was in New York. Yeah, that's girl. Girl. Also, the freaky thing about Ted Bunny, not to go back to that, is that everybody who described him said he looked like everybody. And he looked different in pictures. And that's true because for a long time, I didn't know what he looked like because I would see one picture of him and he looked one way. Another picture of him, he looked another way. It's like all he had to do was add a bang to his hair and he looked completely different. That's fucking scary. I'm about to have a panic attack because that reminds me of like two people I know right now. They look different every time you see them? Yeah. I hate people like that. It's like, what do you look like? And I hate a type of person like I'll be hanging out with them for like, a date then as soon as I leave them I don't remember what they look like cause it's like nothing they just got like an eyes nose and mouth like no features that's what they said about the guy who killed Gianna, Gianni Versace like he could look like anybody Dope. cause some people thought he was Asian people thought he was a Latino like they just never knew, knew what his ethnicity was whole time nigga was white just white he was probably white and tan with thick hair but it's just like people was like his ethnicity changed. He looked different. And he was that's going fucking st- psycho. Yeah, that's dirty scary. bastard. Sorry, that's my mom jumped out. She called people dirty bastards all the time. <laughs> all right. Um. Okay. So yeah, we talk about Diddy and Lori Harvey. Now let's talk about Regina. She finally broke up with that dirt bag. What's his name? Lucci something. Who gives a fuck? Really, honestly, <laughs> I never liked that man. Yes, I've always I. he was. I don't like when young, rich, pro- women with promising careers. Go after men with children that are older. And I'm like, that is too much responsibility for you. You're supposed to be young and careless right now. You don't have any kids of your own. You need to be focused on yourself. You have business. Like, this is not a girl who just so happens to have rich parents. You know, I mean, obviously she does, and that's helped a lot. But it seems like she'd really be doing a lot of her own work, too. So I'm like, yo, just focus on your career. So, But you really do have to let people learn. You know, so recently there was some wild ass uh, cookout. I guess uh, it was Little Boozy's Day. Now calling it the cucumber party. Because oh my gosh, that's disgusting. I just want to say this. I just want to say this. Cucumbers are one of my favorite vegetables, and they don't deserve this. Stop. Go get sex toys. You fucking weird bitches. Why are you mingling with produce? You bitches are so fucking weird that I cannot fucking wait until you're set on fire, you weird ass bitches. It's like, listen. You fucking weird as shit and I hate it. can't be good for your pH. Like, just get. Dick is barely good for your pH. Di- nothing, anything foreign, but I'm like, why cucumbers? Why is everybody that is so licking them, deep throating them, letting people insert them inside you? Like, why can't y'all when just I saw get regular that, sex that toys? That really broke me. Why can't y'all? use regular sex toys that's my only question what's not what's wrong with those because they come in different like circumferences lanes like yeah like i don't understand why what the fascination is it's very juvenile to like put objects in your body just for the sake of shock value like all right it can gape open to fit almost anything you want why do you have to put a cucumber like stop cucumbers are for just eating and mask and like just stop please stop oh so anyway this was little boozy's party and apparently uh regina just came there just to spy on her man because she's what like 20 something years old 
And she got caught doing it. And she recently wrote on Twitter, I've made myself look like a fool for this man. I apologize for allowing you guys to see it. She also said, I'm young. Unfortunately, every move I make is uh, publicized. I can't control it, but I got to learn to deal with my problems alone and in private. Here's my thing. There's a lot of grown-ass women on Twitter uh, talking about how dumb she is. It's like, baby, um... Don't you be letting niggas <laughs> run all up in you. <laughs> like, I'm a y'all bitches got some room to talk. It's it's known birds out here that will be like, damn, Ray Janae out here looking stupid. Girl, you did the same thing. Or and so did it. I. But the only thing is, there wasn't a camera crew because nobody gives a fuck about me. Exactly. But, like, I'm not going to sit up here now and judge a 20-something-year-old girl for being 20. If it's any time to go spy on your man and get caught, it's when you are 20-something. But y'all, it's y'all big ass age in the late thirties, and also having babies to keep niggas. Yeah, and y'all didn't let Tyrone Senior fucking stress you out since the nineties. So stop, please stop. Leave that girl alone. Leave that child alone. Let her learn. Like God, everybody got to learn. This is not. And I feel like she may be dumb, but she ain't stupid. Period. I agree. And that's that on that. All right, let's go on into the sunken place now. So this week, um, all right, so this sunken place, uh, I guess nomination, all started from this story that I've been seeing on Twitter. A lot of you probably been see- seeing it as well. It's about a model. Her name was Susie Perez, right? And obviously, I like you have to really, really do your research on these Twitter stories because. Like, people like to make things up mm-hmm. all the time, especially about former models and actresses, about, look how beautiful they were. And now, look, this person is strung out, or this person's mental illness is taken over. And just kind of really, really, you know, broadcast that. And this time, the way the person on Twitter, like, put it out there, I don't think that they were trying to, like, make fun of uh um, Susie, I think that they were trying to educate and like get people to know about her case because her uh, daughter has actually set up a GoFundMe. So the GoFundMe is so Suzanne Perez Rehabilitation and Therapy Fund. So I guess you could just check that out. But um, anyway, there are some uh, according to uh Rosie's uh, daughter, there are there are people who are going up to their mother's face saying, oh, look, look, she used to be a model. She used to be a model. And, like, just picking with her and and really exploiting her for social media just to be like, yo, look at her, how she look now. She used to be beautiful. Now she look like this and blah, 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 blah. And imagine going online, seeing somebody posting your mother when they know she has addiction, uh, Maybe possibly taking advantage of her when they know she has addiction, and I just, I just reminded me like how fucking corny it is when people can see somebody that's like homeless and um, homeless and set up like I gave this person a pair of shoes. Here we look at me doing it, or this kid was bullied, so I gave him a pair of Jordans. Look at me, the moment. And it's like, who are you doing that for? The moment you put the camera on. It's no longer nice. It's not. It's, it's no not longer, sincere. It's you no, just you're just doing it for yourself, your yeah. own ego. Absolutely, it's self serving, and yep. any any favorite that's self serving is so fucking corny it to is. me. I, because they're the same. They're the people that this person that say they snap on them. They're like, 
well, I gave you this. I made you. I did this and the third, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I always go by the motto, do good things when nobody's looking. And, you know, give the same respect to the boss that you'd give to, like, the person on a, like, facilities team. And that just goes with your character. People have no character. Everything is public relations Exactly. Or it's like, what can I do to benefit myself it's performance art it's performance art and you're using these people who really really need it as a prop and i would rather you just like honestly make fun of them like not to say that that's great but that's like more honest but at this point like at least you can say like i'm i'm doing this like i've definitely like one time there was this guy who was asleep he was like knocked out on the steps i mean i don't know if he was like an addict or just like, because I feel like my Uncle Willie do shit like that, too. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, hey! And he woke up. So I put that on social media. And I thought that was fucking funny. But I would never notice somebody's on drugs. Like, I have people I talk to every on an everyday basis that are absolute characters. But the reason that I don't share them is because I know that they also struggle with other things. Yeah. And if it's going to even look like I'm, like, you know, making fun of them for that, I'm just not going to. But also, like, if you want to, I don't want to say explain with them but if you're gonna make so for instance i don't know if you know her her south side shorty yeah yeah like for instance like her making those videos and stuff i guess it's keeping her off the streets and like yes, she get exactly. like you know a little like you know compensation for like what she do like on social media and stuff like that even though some of the stuff be like you know ratchet it's not perfect but like if you're gonna do something like let it she be like that her, help her get a bag with it yeah yeah what is uh she the same one that be like what it is or what's up i don't think got your nigga in the i don't think she <laughs> said that and like but she real little yeah, okay, I know exactly who you're talking about. Like, she's my mom, older woman. Yeah, my mom is mm-hmm. obsessed with her. And I also feel like there, there is a lot of our culture, a lot of the content that we repeat is, uh, is by people. The content comes from people who may have some addiction. Like, that's yeah. what it is. But like, I'd rather, like you said, you put them out there and at least put them in a position to capitalize off of their own personality yeah. and their, like, you know, craziness versus being like, um, <laughs> look at this person. Look how pitiful they were until I came along and helped them. Because <laughs> that's what I see when I see people that are performative like that. That's what I would They're like, look, I am such a good Samaritan. Like, I'm such... They the same type of people that be like, you know what my toxic trait is? I love too hard. Uh, the, oh, my gosh. They do the same so type of people. So fucking corny. Like, yo, if I do something nice for somebody, unless it's actually public relations, like, it's a campaign, I don't want no pictures. Like, I don't. And no, it's like same. one of the things I found out about Prince is that, you know, when he passed away... There was all these charities that he donated to with the promise that they would keep him anonymous. And once he passed away, a lot of it started coming out that he has been secretly funding all these different charities, all these different nonprofit organizations, Mm -hmm. because he comes from the same religion as my grandma, where they're taught not to publicize the nice things that they do. If you're going to do it, you need to do it out of the good of your heart. Mm -hmm. And like, and at our high school graduation, that's what the speaker said, do good things when no one's looking. And that's something I live by, like do good things when no one's looking. That's your fucking character right there. Mm -hmm. I'm so tired of the corniness. And the first thing that I do, 
do is step away from people. Now, if your organization throws a back to school drive and you post it on social media to show like, okay, this is corporate responsibility. Obviously that's different. Yeah. Or like that guy in Philly who does like um the cuts for the homeless. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Like he posts his work and shows what he's doing and kind of helping them to be a little bit more work ready to end their time on the streets. Like that's awesome. That's your business. But again, I brought him a, a, a McNugget sandwich because he was a mess. Like, come on. Because, like, I sometimes um, when I have, like, leftovers and stuff, I give it to um, people who are, like, on the train. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't, like, I can't imagine. That's not even in my, like, thought process. It's making like, me get, sick. Me Think about pulling out. my camera out. Or, like, when you're at the gas station and the kids are like, can I pump your gas? And I'm like, well, I'll give you change, but I really don't want you pumping my gas. Because, yeah. like, I just don't want young men or old men near my car while I'm in it. Because I'm. it just makes me feel unsafe. But I will give you some money because I don't know your situation mm-hmm. right now. Any young person that's out here can't have it good. Like, don't mm-hmm. nobody want to be at the gas station Asking to pump gas for yeah. money. Also, I know that's something my dad did to get by when he was younger. Mm-hmm. So I just think about it like they might be in a position where they have to do something yeah. like that. And I give them the money, and I'm like, I don't have much myself, but if I have it to give, then give it. That's It's just that simple. And I also believe in paying it forward. Like, you have to pay it forward. And I think that this kind of transitions into common census, like our next subject. Do you have anything else to add on that one? Um. No, just people are just fucking wack. Period. But, um, yeah, for Common Census this week, we kind of just wanted to talk about, like, selfishness because, oh, and please, guys, check out that GoFundMe, like, and help uh, Susie Perez just get the help that she needs because the story really is heartbreaking. And if you can't donate, you could just share it. Yeah, because that's, like, something that uh was said in, like, the description. Like, if you are financially able to, do it. But if you're not, like Sabrina said, just share but, um, yeah, like, selfishness in this day and age is, like, meant to be a good thing. I feel like, yeah, and I feel like it's so, so I feel like our generation um, is half of us who, you know, take it as in, for instance, like, right now, or I don't know, like, I've been thinking recently, I, like, at this moment, I don't want to have kids, like, at all, period, because I enjoy basking in my selfishness, and I know it takes a lot, you know, to be a parent and to be a great one, and you give a lot of yourself away. Not a bad thing. You know, sometimes that's not for, you know, everybody. That's, um, I feel like, a way that our generation, like, is practicing selfishness. But then there's some people who see this world as, like, oh, it's a, you know, like, I was saying earlier, like, everything is Game of Thrones. It's like the last one standing. I'm going to be as, you know, manipulative and cutthroat. Like, it's like it's a reality show or something. And it's like, this is real fucking life. And, like, come on now. We're not going to survive cutting each other's throat. Because even when, because even in reality shows, when it's cutthroat, people build alliances. Exactly. Exactly. And if if you can't even trust the people in your alliance, then what? Or you're not even building an alliance. You're not even thinking strategically. You're just literally thinking about, how can I do this for me? 
Exactly. And it's like, it's when self-advocacy turns into something else. Like, I think that a lot of the selfishness in our culture was created because our parents didn't advocate for themselves or not. They got treated any type mm-hmm. of fucking way at work. They got treated any fucking type of way in relationships. They let them parents bully them into doing things that they weren't necessarily mm-hmm. most passionate about. So I think in an attempt to be different, like our generation was like, all right, let me advocate for myself and not make do these hyper. things that uh, don't make me happy. Let me think about what I want first. But then as a result of that, as a lot of selfishness came. Like, I'm somebody, like, when I think about a family, I I think family should be like, I got your back, you got mine. But if you look at almost any family, you're going to see that there are some people who are always helping and there are some people who are always not. Mm -hmm. And I don't get that. Like, how is it that it's okay for everyone to help you when you get in a fucking jam, when you need a babysitter, when you need to move, when Mm -hmm. you need a ride, Mm -hmm. yet and still when other people need the same thing or when somebody gets sick, that same person who needs so much is not there. Yep. And I think it's because people do are starting to believe that other people are on earth to help them out, mm-hmm. but they don't think that they are on earth to help other people. Mm-hmm. And, like, for example, with my mom, like, my mom had a stroke. Yep. And I didn't get a chance to be selfish. At 23 years old, I could have said, Oh, I'm only 23. Like, I need to focus on myself right now. I can't really, you know, stop what I'm doing, work an overnight shift, work a part-time job at 23, come home, help with uh, two brothers, two dogs, and check on my mom, make sure all her fears are in order. But, like, I feel like a lot of my family members kind of tapped out on me. So I was left doing it all myself because I couldn't, I mean, if I chose to be selfish, somebody suffered. Mm -hmm. And I don't, like, it was like what you said earlier. People think being selfish is taking care of themselves, but they never stop to look at the other part. If taking care of yourself means, uh, taking care of yourself only means on the other end, somebody who has sacrificed everything for you fucking fails. How can you grow older in peace? How can you grow older? How can you grow older thinking if everybody think like you? I would want to die immediately because mm-hmm. I'm like, if my kids grow up and fucking forget about me after I've done everything in my life to make them their life comfortable, I've done my personal best. Mm-hmm. And then I have a stroke, something that's beyond my control. And she doesn't even try to help me because she's selfish like that is. I hate selfish people. And also, like I was reading, like some people saying like I don't owe my friends anything not a text not a call something and I'm like but why do you fucking have friends if you don't owe anybody like I definitely understand that you know some people aren't you know um very because I have friends that I don't talk to on the daily but I know as soon as we talk we you know yeah, it's but why always make it the so same confrontational? but yeah don't, I don't have to be confrontational like why that's my thing like why does stuff have to be so like confrontational and I think it's just this idea that everybody is thinking that everyone wants to consume them so they're like <sighs> I don't owe nobody Gee. nothing I don't owe it's like alright no one owes anyone anything but that's how you want to walk around feeling I'm not giving you anything. You're not getting anything from me. It's like, you know what? As much as you're not giving anyone anything, you're also not receiving anything. Do you know how much my friends give to me? I'm not talking about money. 
I'm, when I say how much my friends give to me, I mean how much knowledge, how much inspiration, how much peace of mind. Mm-hmm. If I didn't open myself up to listen to their problems, to help them out when they needed something, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be the person I am right now. I don't even look at that like giving. It's just a conversation. It just happens so organically. Exactly, because, like, for instance, um, oh, my gosh, what the fuck was I about to say? I forgot what I was about to say. Damn it. Oh, yeah, and that's when, like, the term that, like, you know, emotional labor, like, has come. And I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Like, why are y'all so, like, like you said, like, I like that, that you said that, like, people think that everybody wants to consume. Like, for me, oh, this is what I was going to say. Like, this morning, um, I was talking to this guy from when I was, like, at Utah on Tinder. Um, and I was, like, uh, texting him and, like, just like you know as like a friend type thing and um he really wanted to talk to me and today I said I was like you know what I apologize um for being very distant and very like detached I'm like you know just like in a weird like basically like space right now um and I don't mean to be this way like, I don't don't know this person like I haven't met him I just talked to him on tinder but I just felt like you know some, I mean, some people I don't give a fuck, and I'm like, whatever, I don't owe them anything. But, yeah. like, I, because, like, he just moved to Utah. He's, like, always talking about how he's bored, and he just moved there for work and all that stuff like that. And, like, I'm just trying to imagine, like, if I was, like, somewhere and, like, I felt, like, lonely and, like, you know, I just wanted to talk to, like, somebody and then they're, like, not responding to me, and I would just be like, well, what the fuck? Like, you know, like, we just were, like, you know, hitting it off, like, a few days ago. And I just was, like, and I've done that before to, like, you know, apologize to people for being, yeah. like, distant and, you know, detached. Because um, I feel like, especially, I mean, obviously this person, like, is not a major person in my life. Right. Um, but when I do apologize to people that, you know, I want to stay friends with or, like, people in my life, I feel like you, it's better to communicate than leave people guessing. Um yeah. And, like... I can say, well, you know, I don't owe anybody anything. Like, I'm mentally ill. I'm just sitting through blah, blah, blah. But it just doesn't, to me, that just doesn't feel right. And I feel like it's just not fair. It's not about owing. And it's, it's really not yeah, about people owing need to stop people thinking anything. That way. It's not about owing. But my thing is, like, if you want to go through life with that energy, oh, I don't owe nobody nothing, what do you expect to receive? <laughs> Because really, in that case, then, all hey, we owe each other is just to not kill each other. That's all we owe each other. And so other. what are you going to do when you meet somebody that's exactly like you? Yeah, or like what you going to do when you meet a boss that said, oh, I don't owe y'all nothing but to be your leader. I don't owe you empathy. I don't owe you uh, development. I don't owe you anything other than to give you your schedule and make sure that you know how to work the register. Make sure you know how to do this program. Make sure you know how to like work the floor. But like, I don't owe you anything. How would your work experience be? If you meet a partner that says, I don't owe you anything other than to, that is just such a negative tone. And people yeah, that's try what I to say. It's, just, lo- it's logical. Very, it's very nasty and like just <laughs> angry. <laughs> you said it's very nasty. It is. You sound like the old white woman. It's just no peace in it. It's like, really, it's, no, you said it right. It's very nasty. It's a nasty thing. There's to no say. peace in those phrases. No, like, I don't owe you. It's like, oh my God. No, and also, like, I wish I would say something to somebody that's, like, basic courtesy, and but I don't owe you that. It's like, you don't have to owe me anything. It's called being a decent fucking yeah. human being. Like, yes, I do like this uh, bit of selfishness that has come 
uh, from all this, like, jibber-jabber. Like, I do like that, like you said, women are thinking to themselves, like, do I want to have children? And if not, no, I'm not going to. It's yeah. okay if I want to spend the rest of my life with my fucking dog and myself. And if I want to be that fine-ass Tracy Ellis Ross of the family, mm-hmm. if that is fine. Because you really do not owe this overpopulated world a child, okay. especially something that you have to take care of. Yeah. It's not the world's. It's yours. Yeah. But to say, I don't owe you basic respect, it's like you absolutely do, number one. <laughs> and if you think you don't, try to disrespect me and see how that ends for you. <laughs> but like, I just, I just feel like, why, why are people so cold? Why are people so cold? And then I look at our culture, and again, I think about how we treat our elders and how we mm-hmm. treat our family, and, and so many other cultures. Like, it's the expectation that if your mom or if your dad gets sick, then that is your responsibility to take care of them, not a homes. Mm-hmm. And if you're busy or if you're mentally unstable or something's going on, that's different. But to to just write off old people because you don't owe them and you owe them everything you owe them everything you owe them patience you owe them when an old person is a little bit like crankier i'm going to let it pass because i absolutely do owe that old ass person something like i'm not talking about your little racist grandmas either (laughs) i'm talking about like people like my grandma who can definitely work my nerves but i'm like yeah but i owe you patience yeah, I really, really do. You owe young people patience. You owe them a little bit of um, guidance. It's just like so a self-serving community gets nowhere. If you look at communities that thrive, it's not going to be a self-serving community where everyone's selfish and think about what they don't owe. Of course, you need to take some moments to yourself sometimes. Of course, in order to be a long-distance runner, you need to tap out of the game and just have some moments where you restore. But if you're going to be a long, like, if you're going to be a part of a strong community, you have to work together. Even animals do that. Like, even animals work together. So you as a human think you don't have to? It's not, what's not clicking? What's not clicking? It's not registering to me. Um, I think we had some other po- points. Like, also a selfish coworker. Who the fuck wants a selfish coworker? Like, I've had, like, opportunities, like, jobs where a person will think that we cool. Like, they'll key key with me, but when it's time to do work, they just tap out. And I'm like, okay, how the fuck do you think we gonna be cool if when we on the floor, you go missing, but when all the hard work is over, you come back around. And I'm supposed to forget that I fucking slaved because you wouldn't pull your own weight. Mm-hmm. And now I'm supposed to forget that we're supposed to be cool. Like, no, you're selfish. You really think that it's okay to go put your work off on other people just because you don't want to do this shit or just because you don't care. I don't fucking care either, but this is my bread and butter. So exactly. it's like you obviously care enough to collect the check. So do your damn job. And there's no way you can function like that. There's no way. You may think you are. But on a, like, not a grand scale. Yeah. So I guess the next thing is how can you be selfish responsibly? How can you make sure that you are preserving yourself? Make sure that you are, if you're an introvert, you're energizing yourself by being alone, but not being, uh, ew, stop smelling it, <laughs> but not being um, selfish. Um, I would definitely say by... This is something I've learned a lot about setting boundaries and just speaking out. Just be like, if you don't want to talk right now, think, hey, I don't feel like talking right now. Oh, yeah. Or letting people know, like, something that's, like, you know, weird about you. That, like, like, for instance, a lot of people don't know, but I don't really like talking on the phone like that. Mm -hmm. So, literally, all of my friends that want to speak to me always call me. 
Yep. Always. Oh, yeah, me. And it's like, and I rarely call. I honestly can look through my call log, and I I can count on probably one hand how many times I called you. Yeah, and but every time you call me, I'll be like, what's going on? Like, what happened? <laughs> but I call you every single day because I like talking on the phone. But I'll, like, talk. Yeah. So, but or sometimes you'll say like, "Hey, I'm watching a movie right now," or you will ignore my call and say, "Hey, I don't feel like talking right now. Can I text you?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, here, sure, that's fine." Yeah. So, I set, so I guess that's my boundary, like setting a boundary and letting people know mm-hmm. instead of me just ignoring the calls, constantly yeah. just ignoring, ignoring, yeah, ignoring. Yeah, you always say something after you ignore the call. Yeah. So it's just like be, I did not call back again. <laughs> like be vocal <laughs> and. Um, let people know, especially if you like. There's people that you consider that you care about. Mm-hmm. Letting these people know, like, hey, I'm like X Y Z right now. I'm just gonna, you know, want to be to myself, or you know, wanna, you know, just letting people know what the fuck is up. Yeah, and like having your own things <laughs> that makes me feel good. Like I feel great about being selfish with things that are my home. Mm-hmm. They are mine. Yeah, that's my weed. That's my uh, <laughs> that's my wine. That's my Dr. Bronner's. That's mine. Everything mm-hmm. in here is mine. I can be selfish with the things that I brought that are in my home. Now, obviously, if you come to my place, you can use my everything. Yeah. But since I'm the only one who lives there right now, it makes me at peace to know that that's like my stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, I had another really really great rule for um like creating boundaries with selfishness but i really don't remember it anymore damn that's fucked up it was a really good one too i'm gonna pull it out your ass i'm trying i'm trying here what do you want me to do i'm sorry (laughs) my jay-z voice um no i don't remember it It oh also like instead of using like drop the defense mechanism right because a lot of of things that people do that are based in selfishness is a defense mechanism. Mm. And also, you don't want to take accountability for something. That's the truth. Damn, I'm really trying to figure it out. Because when you vocalize stuff, you got to take accountability for it. Yeah, because once it's out your mouth, it's in the universe, and it can yeah. allow people to feel any type of way they want to. Exactly. Um, it has something to do with like kind of being silent and just knowing that, like, all right, oh, I know what it's about. It's when I don't feel well. Mm-hmm. So I don't like to talk about, like, my energy and stuff with, to people a lot, but I get tired, like, very easy. Like, it's just something that has always been a thing with me. Like, I don't know what it is. I eat well. I work out. But I'm a person where if I do too much, the the – backlash is going to be very physical for me. If I stay up late, my back is hurting. If I'm stressed, I have a headache. If I work too hard, my lower back is hurting. It's just how I am. And I used to feel like really guilty about that because a lot of people my age don't have the same issues. Like a lot of people my age are like, how the fuck are you never feeling well? I just am not. Like you don't know what type of health issues I have. Yeah, You don't know me. You don't know what I'm trying to figure it out. So I'm like, okay, in that way, I'm selfish. I don't care if I miss your party if I'm not feeling well. Mm-hmm. I'm not going somewhere sick to make you feel better. I'm not going to jeopardize my health to make you feel better. And then now I'm at your party fucking miserable. Yeah. And I don't, it's not too many people I don't care that I, I care if they don't make it. Like, I got you and, of course, like, um, just like, a few other people in my life who knows exactly who they are mm-hmm. where if they miss something 
it has to be good. Like, they got you. If you miss my birthday party, like, the expectation is that you're in the ICU. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I'm just hoping, like, that's what it is. So, of course, certain <laughs> friends, I'm going to kill myself to make it to your stuff. But other people... I'm like, you're going to have to understand. I got the sniffles, and I'm not making it out. Your birthday's in January. That's not my fault. <laughs> like, that's I'm not going out in an ice storm for you. I'm not yeah. going out in the rain driving to East Jablit for people. And I'm like, if that's selfish, listen, that's what I'm doing to keep myself safe. That's what I'm doing to preserve myself, and it is what it is. I'm not going to wear sick okay. or tired. I'm sorry I worked seven days a week, but... I just can't make it everywhere. And in return, you want to miss my stuff, I understand. But ain't nobody going to do that because I'll be throwing the bomb parties. <laughs> You're not going to miss out. Anyway. You, <laughs> ain't nobody going to miss out on my shit. definitely took a Not turn. as payback. Police. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's about not being selfish. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, I think that's, that's – those are, like – that's where I'm like, yes, I will be selfish in that area. Um but other than that, I, I don't think I have a selfish bone in my body for real. Like, that's one of the, the things where I pride myself on. Like, I'm not a selfish person. Yeah. I don't mind sharing almost anything. The only thing I don't like sharing is when I'm at the little bit, like a little bit of food. <laughs> yeah. Like, because if I asked you if you wanted something while I had a lot, and you said no, and then you wait till I get a little bit, and I'm savoring it, I don't like to share then. But sometimes I still will, like, after I yell and complain about it. Exactly. But, like, I realize I'm not, like, outwardly selfish, but some of my thoughts are selfish when it comes to certain people, and I definitely have checked myself on that this year and my big thing was learning that everybody is not me yeah and that I am just because you know some people think so highly of me does not mean that I'm a perfect person because I have some traits that are considered toxic yeah um so that's um I realized about me that was selfish but it's definitely something that I'm working on have worked on so. Yeah, and it's so crazy because when you say that, I feel like, wow, she's really hard on herself because I don't see you as selfish, but you know your thoughts better than yeah, I Yeah, my do. thoughts be crazy as shit. Like, <laughs> you definitely nice. know your thoughts better than me. I'm like, I don't know what she's talking about, but in your side, you probably but I want this and I want that. <laughs> my thoughts be brazy, bro. You probably be like, I'm doing so, 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 so. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I think that sums it up. Just, like, listen, if you're going to be selfish, you better remember that closed hands don't receive anything. Yep. So go ahead and be selfish, but understand that if everybody thought like you, we would be in a fucking shithole right now. <laughs> <laughs> Period. That's it. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's it for this week, guys. Thank you so much for joining in. Yes. Also, by this point, you should be able to find us on Google Play and Stitcher. So I don't even know what the fuck, what, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and MySpace, all those places you can find us. Um, So shouts to Spotify. So many people have been finding us through Spotify. Um, And if we hear it at this point, it's the number one podcast listening app. So that's great. Tried to get on iHeartRadio, but it was very difficult. So I fucking gave up and I'm not going to lie about that. But, um, yeah, check us out. We, we're available everywhere. Put your friends on. Leave us the reviews. That is huge. That's how other people find us. Um, 
always continue to tag us and give us the shout outs give us the loves we love it um i tell people all the time i'm really not that active on instagram anymore i'm mostly on twitter same with sabria but you can follow me on both places follow me on instagram at imamate and you can follow me on twitter at it's mate and sabria at it's frankenfem on instagram frankenfem underscore on twitter also follow our Black Girl Brunch page. Follow us on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch and follow us on Twitter at BLK Girl Brunch. So yeah, we're gonna um, really, really start just updating a little bit more in the fall. It's been a crazy hot girl summer for us. Like we so much move, so many moving pieces with work for both of us. Yes, so many I vacations, feel like I birthday, have been at work forever. Jesus Christ! But like a lot is going to be coming in this summer. So yay! The next time we fall. Yes, sorry, the fall. So the next time you hear me, hear my voice, it'll be a 27 voice instead of 26 voice. Anyway. Wow. Everybody, don't forget to wish Iman a happy, happy Yay. birthday. It's said five minutes, my birthday. That's nuts. Oh, my God. I'm fucking sleepy. I'm trying to get home. Same. Uh, birthday or not. So, all right, y'all. <laughs> Goodbye. Peace. I said both our parts. <laughs> You're sorry.